Coming up, we talk about erotic fiction. We talk about scissoring. On a very special episode of Shaky Town Radio Hour, we survive an earthquake. Scissoring. We talk about Devo. I'm just going to say scissoring. <laughs> we talk about Quinterno's foot fetish. And scissoring. And Eli Braden tells us about fat girls, gay reggae, and walking the line between comedy and music. So tune in to find out... Scissoring! On the Shaky Town Radio. Shaky Town Radio Hour is on the air. I'm Gene George. I'm Brody Foster Hubbard. Today in the Gene George Studios. The Meadows. In sunny downtown, not sunny downtown. Sunny outskirts of Burbank. Burbank. <laughs> Actually, hard by the North Hollywood border. Ah. We are hard by the border. <laughs> Gene, I bet you're hard by the border. That's exactly right. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> yeah, uh, you, I, I, I totally interrupted you. Did you say Eli's here? You know what? Fuck you, Gene. <laughs> you want to do the intro? No, don't. No, I you was do just, the intro. I was, just, I was just correcting you. Finish it. Finish I'm, it. I'm drunk right now. I'm just ornery. You two, you two with your interplay. We've uh, all come to expect it. This is yeah, the clever, the clever banter. <laughs> Do it, say it. In the studio today, we have Eli Brayden. Hello. <laughs> you may know him from his columns on the Huffington Post, or perhaps his song "Gay Ray the Reggae Gay," as featured on Comedy Death Ray Radio on Indie1031.com. Eli Brayden, thanks for coming to the show. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. You see, when you do the intro, it just falls flat. <laughs> I thought that was pretty good. It was good. It was good. I, I'm giving him, it's, you know, I'm ribbing him. Good natured ribbing. You guys were probably reading some uh, Morrissey Mars slash fiction before. Uh, dude. The episode call, began. Call back. a little randy. Call, call back. Yeah. yeah, that's, boy, that's like, I've, every time that's mentioned, I, I lose another erection in the future. <laughs> you know, I went home after the taping and told my wife about how we discussed the Morrissey Mar, and she was like, well, you didn't tell him that I read that, do you? I'm like, well, you did find it. And uh, she has, I asked if we could find it, maybe post a link to it on the site, but she thinks it's been taken down since it's original. Well, I, I consider that a call to arms for somebody needs to write some more, <laughs> gentlemen, and it might as well be us. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I, 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 okay. <clears throat> Erotic fiction, quotes, air quotes, is usually... Well, I think we had this discussion in the April show, but, but like, porn, if the written porn, not necessarily, you know, like, erotic literature, scrapes the bottom of the barrel, and, you know, it's like, already, already. I found a bag full of porn when I was, when I was, I don't know, like, 12 or 13 like like b- books like yeah the actual like pulp books and they were all like you know hot babysitter and like <laughs> you know mama wants it and it's i mean it was like written by like, like prisoners <laughs> yeah. like people who like who like out of the third grade stole a car got sent up for armed robbery for 20 years and wrote this like on like you know, notebook paper they traded for smokes. <laughs> I swear to God, I swear to God, it was all that. You know, I, I'm I'm no you know J.R.R. friggin' Tolkien, but there was probably like a seven word vocabulary. <laughs> I just don't understand, like with erotic fiction, like what is the intent? I don't know. It's it's very odd, you know. That well, it well, erotic right fiction way. or porn? 
Erotic fiction. Oh, oh you're so talking, now you're talking about and now you're talking thing. about yeah. fanfic or slash fic or that stuff. I'm talking about like hustlers' letters, you know, or uh, some of the uh, the stuff oriented towards women. That's kind of you know. I I feel like besides my awareness of stuff being on TV or like watching movies with my folks, and then like some actress has her top off and I like, cover your eyes. My first awareness of like nudity, not even nudity, just but of erotica was same as you finding that. In a bag, discarded somewhere. I think there's like a, a porn fairy hidden by hobos. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is like we'll leave this for the next generation. Right, now that right, we're right. having sex, hidden by hobos. That's all. That's all well, obsolete now. I, though, that whole that whole era. totally, totally. Well, I, I can still remember. I can still remember uh, the first time um, uh, I watched a porno. It was a bunch of us guys. I was probably about 15 at the time, and um, I remember th- after watching it a little while, I remember thinking. That's going to be, I mean, this is going to be a thing. This is going to be a huge thing. That you can see this on demand, and it's going to totally, and within a couple of years, I had formulated my opinion that kids are going to think that's what, we, we just saw naked chicks, but they're actually seeing, like, graphic sex. Acts, yes. Right, right. You know, so they're going to think that, you know, coming on a chick's back is the way things happen. It's the norm. It's the norm. <laughs> totally the way it is. Yeah. Dude, totally the way it is now. So. I got news for him. It's not. <laughs> it's not. There's some crying involved usually. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of there's some disappointment. There's some begging and disappointment. <laughs> yeah, totally. But but I think you need to divide the porn. There's porn and then there's erotic literature. And erotic okay. literature is just like you know erotic fiction for chicks. You know, it's like finger blast themselves to you, whatever. To oblivion. Because we don't need them. Yeah. And if it has vampires. Am I right, fellas? And it has vampires. <laughs> yeah, so I think I think you have to differentiate between, you know, the spank stuff and, like, the, you know, bodice ripper kind of stuff. Bodice ripper. You know, I, uh, not to radically change the subject, but a plane just went overhead, and I was just, I was told, I was at another house in this area, which we were discussing earlier, mm-hmm. and they were making quite a bit of noise late at night, and um, I was like, how can you be making so much noise at 11 p.m. in this neighborhood? And they said, well, everybody, we, we're in the flight path for, for mm-hmm. Burbank Airport, so everybody around here has reinforced windows, and basically yes, their houses true. are soundproof, and I was like, that's so cool, because you can just go out in your backyard and make tons of noise and never worry about bothering anyone. Well, and yeah, well, to a certain extent. Their sound, they're, they're, they've been treated noise abatement. They've had noise abatement stuff done, like mm-hmm. extra insulation. This is welcome to the most boring part of the podcast. Um, yeah, my <laughs> house has been done. That's been done, too, my house. But <clears throat> the problem is if you crack a door or a window, it kind of obviates or, or right. eliminates the entire um, benefit of soundproofing. Right, right. My mom's window is always open, so it's like yeah. freaking $8 billion. I lived on the east side, and we can be as loud as we want because the noise will be covered up by the gunshots. Right. <laughs> right, 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 right. Do you guys party hard over there, huh? Mm-hmm. East side? And how. Actually, there's a graffiti war in my neighborhood right now. The uh, the wall that I live across the street from, uh, the Tunerville gang and the mm-hmm. rascals are spraying over each other's graffiti. You should stay up and throw, like, cherry bombs at them. That would be okay, except then they throw bullets at you. <laughs> they throw them? Well, that, that probably doesn't matter <laughs> oh, that much. Oh, no, when you hide on the roof and you toss a cherry bomb down and you get ducked down. <laughs> what, are, what are the names of the gangs again? Tunerville, Tunerville. and the Rascals. Oh, those Rascals. <laughs> what will they get up to next? <laughs> do, they have, do they have pit bulls all have rings around their eyes? <laughs> 
Exactly. And there's this chica named Darla, and she's always like, right. "Let me in." Well, the good news about the Rascals is uh, they, uh, they they let uh, anyone come in the racer. True. Yeah. yeah. Also, and also, future murderers. Let's not forget future Mr. Murderers. Blake. I think he was probably a murderer then. He might have been. I mean, he was a Rascal. They're pretty yeah, hard totally, yeah. Well, I know Alfalfa pulled a knife on a guy. Alfalfa got killed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alfalfa in real got life, murdered in murder. Wow. Yeah, he got a in knife pulled life. on him actually. Oh, well, I heard that he. I mean, the story is he was a dick. I, mean, I heard they found his, his his dead body hanging, and they took the little cow cow tail lick oh, right, right. and tied it around like a pipe, and he was just hanging there. Right, as a warning to the other rascals. Yeah, <laughs> swinging like a windsaw. Right, yeah. right. Froggy found him, and his nose. That's, that's he got his voice back when he found him. All of a sudden, he shrieked so loud it took him back to uh, normal. Right. Well, you know that must have been a shitty. Well, I guess it was the depression. It was probably a pretty good gig, but I was going to say that must be. For the amount of time that I've done like weird voices, to have to do that all the time. Maybe that was how he talked, or maybe they used a, a primitive s- voice modulator. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. It didn't sound like that was the way he talked. I We've developed this voice modulator. We'd like to try it on our new television program. <laughs> it was the it was the, the depression. They could probably just experiment on kids until they got their voice. <laughs> Definitely, their voice box messed up enough. It's so blatantly racist too. It's I mean I understand and it's totally in the context of the times, but it's so funny to watch just how. It's just that institutionalized racism. Right, right, it's, right. it's it's weird because we're so I feel like we're so far beyond that as a society now, especially people you know our age and younger. But I mean, I lived in South Carolina for a couple of years when I was a little kid, and and I just remember like it was most of my fellow students were white, and we had a black teacher, and mm-hmm. she it, it was weird. As young as I was, I was probably like eight or ten or something, and there was this weird subservience from her to the white kids, which I felt like was part of. You know, this is like the early survival instinct. Yeah, I mean, it's it's weird. I just feel like it was this this weird thing. And having come from, I moved there from Illinois, and I was like, why? I always remember thinking right. at the time, like, why are you acting this way? Why are you kind of acting like a second class citizen? It's very odd to me, you know. But mm-hmm. I feel like we're finally past all that nonsense. Now, we're so. past the law. <laughs> Hopefully, uh, we'll get past more of it. There's still some. Right. Crap, and I you know. name one thing well, that's wrong ship, today. Once we <laughs> ship all them black folks back to Africa, I'll we'll oh, certainly be. Uh, wait, what? Yeah. This turned into something horrible. <laughs> as, well, as long no. as we can keep. Uh, Shaky Town only has one K in it, not three. Oh, oh, that's right. Bukaki has three in it, though. <laughs> if you're doing it right, I just tweeted before only I three? before I came in here. I had to look it up before I tweeted it because I didn't want somebody to write. Eh, you spelled Bukaki wrong, but I wrote a. Uh, <laughs> Frost. Because that's the universal, that's the universal nerd response. Yes. <laughs> but uh, I wrote uh, Frost Nixon, uh, something like Frost Nixon, isn't that that Bukaki movie with the lesbian from Sex and the City? I just immediately append that, to that sound to everything you tweet. <laughs> well, actually, I either append I wish I could attach a little MP3. I, I either, well, you can always link to uh, Sad Trombone. Uh, wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, uh, I like that. That was good. That was Thank funny. You. Thank you. <laughs> I didn't know where I was going. Cynthia Nixon also always needs to be taken down a peg or two. Yeah, definitely. Is she a lesbian? Isn't any of our business, Gene? <laughs> no, I'm just curious. As long I, as she keeps warming our hearts as Miranda. <laughs> I see. I think she's adorable. I think no, she's I, mean, no, I, I just found out Jane Lynch is a lesbian. It doesn't make any difference to me. I just happen to know. It, it does make a difference to you, actually. It means you will never have sex with him. I could get a sex change. You could. That's... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> not worth the effort. If you keep your facial hair, though, I'd, you still might have some problems. You'll have to shave in addition to getting a sex change. I could be a drag king. <laughs> drag king. If you got a sex change, does your 
Does it stop your facial hair? If growth? you take the hormones, okay, yeah, and get and get, uh, you know, depilatories, depilatories, mm-hmm. hair, anti hair things. Oh yeah, okay. Get waxed weekly, maybe, just to make sure. I think you still you still have the follicles. And yeah, you can't <laughs> lose the follicles. <laughs> huge, huge. Someday, huge, science. Huge <laughs> expert on transsexuals here. <laughs> I only know what I see on the internet and on Santa Monica Boulevard. You know, I have a hard. I, I, I must not be there at the right hours. Uh, are you there always... between midnight and the next midnight every day? <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's like I would go to like Nichols and stuff like Twelve Shiny. Nichols. You're like, where are they? I want one. Well, yeah. I did the Twelve Shiny Nichols, and everyone was like, "Did you see those horrible tranny hookers out there?" And I was like, no. "You mean those hot chicks?" <laughs> no, but I, I got I got some uh, I got some, I got some phone numbers. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's call them now and ask them. Exactly. All right. <laughs> Hello, it's Froggy. <laughs> Hello. Yeah. Is the I can't even sugar tits. I can't even do bad boys. The froggy ones? Yeah, I can't even do that. Can you do it, Brody? Is froggy? Oh my god, I thought I was dead. (laughs) That's not bad. Not bad at all. Best of three. Would it help if I remembered? All I the last little rascal thing I think I saw was like the 1989. Remake with Whoopi Goldberg. Oh, that was amazing! Long. I just saw that for the first time in a hotel room like three months ago, and I was like, I just I started watching it. And usually, I will not. I'm not the kind of guy who I, I will not watch dumb TV just to numb my mind. I'll do something productive, but I just could not stop watching it. It was so bad. Yeah. Macaulay Culkin's in it. If I remember it? correctly. Uh, I think there wrong. was a kid who looked a lot. <laughs> oh, maybe like it was that. his brother. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I, I, yeah, yeah, I know. I could be wrong. Kid. Yeah, he was the rich kid. That's right. That's right. Waldo. Um, I think it was Waldo. Yeah. That would be the canonical. He, he, I don't know. I don't know how much they cleaved <laughs> to the canon of the little rascals. Yeah, they named him. Uh, how, how boring would that guy be? <laughs> yeah, the little rascals fan who's like <laughs> spot checking every minute for like. I believe you're. I believe you're confusing a buckwheat for a stymie. <laughs> <laughs> aside from racist overtones, aside, I really must correct you. You, mu- you must admit that those names had dignity. Stymie. stymie. Yeah, we'll call you Stymie. Stymie. I guess none of them really escaped ridicule, though. Alfalfa, Spanky. Yeah, no, I mean, I think, I think, I think there's, you know, well, if you redid the Little Rascals today and did an accurate, and did an accurate, like, like, portrayal of kids today, how many, there would be, like, a dude, there'd be a faggot. (laughs) Right. Seriously, little kids are horrible. Little little kids are horrible. There would be, like, you know, I don't know, like, a-hole, and, I mean, it would be. (laughs) Ed Hardy kid. Ed Hardy douchebag. Yeah. Douchey, faggot, go go and save the farm. <laughs> we got to put on a talent show to save the uh, talent show. To save the breakdancing studio. <laughs> right. Wait a minute, it's the 1980s. Not, <laughs> I was going to say all of a sudden, breakdancing's coming back, man. But kids are horrible. That's that's the that's the. Did you see the? It's uh, horrible. That's have the you seen? Uh, yeah, that's the Art Lake Letter. <laughs> kids are fucking horrible. <laughs> um, Here's proof. Did you see the, uh, speaking of, uh, of the F word for gay people, um... Which my jaw dropped when you said, but I realized... But it's true, it's true. I mean, if That's I, what I mean, you call each other, you're absolutely right. This is what <sighs> guys our age sometimes call each other. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. Did you see, have you seen Louis uh, C.K.'s new... Uh, I love it. Actually, I just this morning was watching the episode that aired... <clears throat> this is the new show you're talking about? Yeah. I haven't yeah. seen it yet. You haven't seen it yet? It's <laughs> really good. Here's why... It's I'm, very good. Here's what's great about it. Everything? It's it's better than the show he did on HBO then because I mean I he's liked. hilarious but I was not a fan. I like that one. Okay, he did. well you're wrong. <laughs> Probably, but the thing is he writes it, directs it, edits it, and this is a major. Well, I mean a cable network show still. Who's doing craft services? Louis. 
Oh, okay. Louis' okay. kids, that's why they all eat Starbursts. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, can I, get, can I get a coffee? Starburst and juice box. <laughs> <laughs> what network is this on? It's on no, FX. It's oh, on cool. This yeah. is and it's just really good, and it's thoughtful, and it's, um, it's like a little short, it's like a short film every week. Yeah, and, and I think the... Um, and they had the great conversation about, yeah. I, I think we talked a little bit about Curb Your Enthusiasm in the previous episode, but um, I usually have a really hard time with the comedy of embarrassment. Cringe humor. Yeah, totally cringe humor. And and, and Louis, I think I figured it out. I think I figured out um, the, like, why the office, the British office and extras don't bother me, but Curb Your Enthusiasm does. Because they're awesome? <laughs> well, besides the fact right. that they're awesome, but, I, but people think Curb Your Enthusiasm is awesome. Yeah. And I do not. You can't stomach I it. I can't, I can't, I I, I I appreciate it for what it is, but I cannot watch it. It, it. it drives me up the wall. Yeah. But I think it's the realism part. You could totally see somebody getting into the situations that Louis C.K. or uh, or uh, David Brent. David, yeah. Well, yeah. I guess yeah, we'll go by the character. I was going to include the dudes' names, but uh, David Brent. But Louis C.K. is a character. Is a, <laughs> Andy Millman. Andy and, Millman. Right. Um, you know, in their shows, you could totally see them getting into that situation. And although the Louis C.K. show thing is exaggerated for the purposes of comedy, it still feels real. Yeah. You know, it just feels like he's kind of, you know, getting into those situations and he's not exacerbating them through... You feel like he wants to get out of them. Mm-hmm. You feel like when he's in... He's not just making problems for himself. The he's way not making uh, problems for himself and, Larry compounding, David does. and compounding yeah. the problems. Yeah. Kirby Enthusiasm, I think the, the way... The reason it works for me, it's not... I really like it. I think some of them are awesome and some of them are like, eh. But, uh... I just think it's so cleverly written. Like, the way they... I mean, I know it's you, it's such a big leap of faith to buy the premises, right. but, like, just the the way... It's it's almost like an intellectual... A comedic intellectual exercise, watching how he gets into the problems, and then Let's how see he hides himself this, out of it. And yeah, and then leave it on in this crazy note. I don't know. I mean, not to get too over-analytical about it. Well, but to go. But I mean, sometimes I do really laugh at that show, and sometimes I'm just, like... I'm enjoying watching this, and I'm not. I don't want to turn it off, and I don't think it's bad, but I'm not laughing. Well, I realized when I watched, I watched second, I watched a pilot in the second episode of of Louis Back to Back, and um, I realized I had my head in my hands at one point. Like I was totally just like, you know, I was laughing. No, like, 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 you know, in pain for him. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. But I wasn't (laughs) stopping watching it, whereas. I don't give a shit what happens to Larry David yeah. on, on Kirby Enthusiasm. And frankly, if somebody came up... Well, that's because you're anti-Semitic, but... I hate the Jews, but, you know... That's why you're never going to make it in this town, my friend. That's why. <laughs> I'll have you know I'm part Jewish, so I only hate... Oh, that's right. I forgot. I'm sorry. You, you're allowed to make those jokes. I can make those horrible. I just have a Hebrew name. I'm not Jewish. I'm, I sometimes pretend like I can make those jokes, but I can't. <laughs> my, my uncle, my uncle uh, was blonde-haired, blue-eyed, and used to go to, like... You know these bars with really anti-Semitic bars, and, <laughs> and just rub their face in just it. Just rub their face in it. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. But uh, but yeah, you know, I just I I could Larry David could get beaten with bats on the show, and that's uh, what if he got beaten with bats in real life? How would you feel about that? I would You'd feel I would feel bad about that. that. No, because it's not. I mean, I can separate his comedy from the man. What yeah. if they were wiffle ball bats? Uh, that'd be funny. Though. Okay, that'd be one funny thing I would laugh at. How would you feel about Larry David if? Uh, a sex tape surfaced of his ex-wife with Al Gore. Because it may happen. Who's his ex-wife? His ex-wife, her name's Lori David, and rumors have plagued both of them. They divorced maybe two years ago, which he wrote into the show. And uh, rumors have plagued them that she had an affair with Al Gore during uh, 
not sure exactly when. She's kind of like a serious environmental activist. Oh, I see. And their paths kind of crossed. Um, they were working together on multiple occasions. So, so he and there was always these rumors. <laughs> <laughs> I'll show you my PowerPoint. And as you can see here, <laughs> our genitals will touch at this point. I find Al Gord is endlessly funny. I've never liked him ever since the, uh, you know, the censorship thing and I just I mean I, yeah, had, yeah. I had to hold my nose oh, to vote for him in 2000 yeah no yeah. I, I've never forgiven Tipper Gore for that I, I, just feel, like, I feel like he's like just the rich kid who was born into like I think you can say that about 90% of politicians it's I don't like, know though you can't say it about Obama who's amazing you can't say it about Bill Clinton you said 90% okay well let me come up let me keep naming politicians until I've gone beyond 10% of the politicians <laughs> I think plus, plus or minus 5% <laughs> oh okay well Eli you yes. in 2008 wrote an Oh my, I You're knew a, this was going to haunt me. A, a politics predictions for 2008. Yes. Well, to, let me just, let me just, I'll just give a little premise here. I, when I had a little more time in my hands prior to the birth of two children, I uh, used to write uh, for Huffington Post, not in like any kind of paid position, more like just as a comedy okay. writer where they liked my stuff and they yeah. said, you give us something and we'll feature it. A contributor. You know? Yeah, a contributor, which, you know, is really something is just better to have on your your resume, your list of things you've done, rather than like anything lucrative. Sure. Just want to make it clear, I received no money. <laughs> so I, you know, I don't think many contributors to the Huffington Post receive any money. That's man. from what I've heard. But I don't. Know. It's a cause, man. We're trying to bring down the man. Yeah. That's why we do it. Um, using said- using DARPA. <laughs> What's DARPA? <laughs> the reason the internet exists. Uh, oh, you mean Al Gore? I thought Al Gore was the reason the internet exists. Yeah, well, Al Gore took credit for DARPA. Oh, okay, okay. I can, I can, I can take context and know what DARPA means. Just, just <clears throat> DARPA. DARPA is the original Defense Department. Oh, okay. Yes, I have system. heard of that. Yeah. There's gaps in my knowledge from moving around a lot when I was a child. Ch- <laughs> okay, sorry. Also living in South Carolina for two years. Freaking There's gaps in, in my knowledge. Freaking so. <laughs> I wanted to see how many of these came true or close. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, Dennis Kucinich will leave his wife for a much younger, hotter, taller, thinner woman. Now, while that didn't happen, <laughs> there was a scandal with John Edwards. Was there? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if she was... Uh, well, see, so if you're going to rationalize it like that. First of all, let's just, let's just take off our hats to Dennis Kucinich's wife. I don't know. She is so... Hot. It's just ridiculous. I don't know. I have to look this up. I don't yeah. Know. I don't know no, she's, you don't. She's. I'm, I'm not. No, she's no, British. I know you're no, an Anglophile, no. so you will already uh, go crazy for. Her. She's a British redhead. She towers over him. Does she have freckles or no? I think she's a little freckly. Mm, boo, freckles. Man, well, let's freckles see. You, you tell boo. me. You don't like freckles? I do not. You racist. I am. He's a, yeah. I, no, I have white. a very specific test, t- uh, taste in redhead. Oh, you do? Okay. I do. T- let's hear it. Dyed red. No, no, real, uh, real red. My, my first girlfriend was a redhead, no freckles. Okay, so you're. Let me let me guess. Of of Polynesian descent. <laughs> it's a very specific transvestite. Four fingers. Transsexual. <laughs> Transsexual. Different. Oh, right, right. My, my apologies. Uh, no, no, but Dennis Kucinich's wife is just gorgeous. Third, by the way, Dennis Kucinich's wife third uh, hit on Google search. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Dennis Kucinich. Dennis Kucinich's website. Dennis Yeah, images. <laughs> hubba hubba, am I right? Hang on a second. I haven't played the... I know, but we're, I'm creating the illusion. You've oh, right, seen right, it right, for, right, the, right. for the listeners. Wow, hey. <laughs> what a babe. I'd like to see her in a stag movie. Okay, hold on a second. Time out. This cannot possibly be Dennis Kucinich's wife. <laughs> Let me see. <laughs> that is not... <laughs> 
Oh my goodness! No lie. Wow! No, no, no lie. That came up uh, as a Google image for uh, the viewers at home who actually can't view anything. So for the listeners at home, uh, apparently, it's a very National Geographic. Uh, yes, it's like National Geographic crossed with Playboy. Is how I describe. Yeah. It. Well, no, it's National Geographic. It is a National Geographic. Well, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if it's actually National Geographic, but it's very much. And you guys know what we're talking about when we talk boobies, about boobies. Geographic. It's boobies. It's boobies. But they're nice boobies, folks. At home. They're they're nice boobies. boobies, and they are very nice boobies. If you're sitting at home li- listening to this, I would suggest uh, Google image uh, Dennis Kucinich's wife and keep clicking through whatever you get until you oh, find this man. picture. Um, you also predicted Hillary Clinton would be defeated the, at the Democratic National Convention, and uh, and she was with chains and knives. <laughs> <laughs> they took her feet off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you predicted rightfully that Hillary Clinton would face a defeat. You predicted she'd also pose nude. For fifty plus magazines. Oh, okay. But wow. Secretary of State, I've come a long you know, way since then. I, I gotta say, this is two. This is jokes from two years ago. My joke writing, not to toot my own horn, but it has improved so immensely. <laughs> and I would alter Twitter because it's just like the constant feedback and like, you know, you write something and people are just is like boo feedback. Boo. People tell you when something's lame, and you're just like, okay, maybe they're right. You know. Um I don't know. I, I read stuff that I tweeted like a year and a half ago, and I'm just like, I can't believe this hack. I would never follow this unfunny fool. But, uh, you know. But they do. They do. <laughs> I think your stuff's really funny. I mean, that's what I'm, what I'm saying is I think it's it's come a long way. Like like it or don't like it. It's, it's very, um, <clears throat> it's, it's, I mean, it's, I, I think the part of the problem and bonus of Twitter is, the double-edged sword of Twitter is, it is only 140 characters, so... You can't craft a joke. Right. It's got to be a pun. It's got to be a, a one-liner. Really, the shorter the be better. Really I would say, yeah, I would say be because really of the character limit, you have to craft a more efficient joke. Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah, that, like, you know, David Feldman, um, who's really good and really known for being concise. Right. And, yeah, and that's why, Eli, I really like your oh, stuff. Oh, I thank mean, you. You're, you're, you're sharp, and you, and you love wordplay, which wins me over. I'm wacky with the wordplay. <laughs> um we should talk a little bit about Gay Ray, the reggae gay. Yes, let's talk about it. I'm Gay Ray, the reggae gay. Smoke me ganja from a penis-shaped pipe. I'm simultaneously an offensive homophobic cliche and a culturally insensitive stereotype. Virginia Slim Spliffs, I smoke them by the cart. I got the Bob Marley cover CD by Ricky Martin. If it's true, marijuana makes the male breast grow. I'm surprised I don't look like Dolly Parton. Where did you, you get your ideas for the <laughs> Well, I made a song called Gay Ray, the Reggae Gay, the, the Homosexual Rasta. And I made a video for it. And uh, it's really obnoxious and over the top. And I think my wife almost divorced me after seeing it. <laughs> but it actually really, you know, it's kind of cool. I mean, it's that's probably the thing that's I've met the most you know, in living in Los Angeles in the comedy community, like I've met so many people who have seen that and like people who, I don't know, people who liked it and it kind of gave like some, you know, moment of entree or like a little bit of legitimacy because I'm very new to like the comedy world. You know, I'm, I come from, I've done music my whole life, like serious music and just like in the Yeah, you guys, you guys are a lot in common. We do. Yeah. We're not so different, you and I. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly you're Bond villain. What? <laughs> I, you know, I just did serious music for a long time, but I was always a huge comedy fan. And just kind of a couple of years ago, as a sort of one-off, 
with a friend of mine who's also a musician, actor, comedian. Um, he was like, we should do a, a song together. He had this idea and we did it and it's called TSA Gangsters, which is basically like a gangster rap song about TSA agents. Right. And we did a video for it and it just, it just kind of really took off and, um, way more than anything I'd done in the serious music world before, you know, and I was like, this is, I don't know this. I've always been a huge fan of like Tenacious D and I kind of feel like there was an opening for somebody to do music that's good and funny. Yeah. Almost, almost like more rather than like Weird Al Yankovic, kind of more like Ween. With like Ween is kind of novelty music, but I think they're so good. Right? Yeah, and it they have, and I I listen to their shit all the time. You know, I just think they're amazing. Or Dead Milkman. Dead Milkman too. Yeah, yeah. I haven't listened to them in a long time. I listened to uh, Life is Shit the other night. Really? Which I hadn't listened to it in probably fifty years. Spoiler alert! It is shit. That's what they say <laughs> at the end of the album, right? Was it good? You yeah, enjoyed yeah, it? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I was a big Dead Milkman. Dead Milkman. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> we, we were. Uh, my wife and I are talking about going to Philadelphia because her, uh, she's got some family and they grew up for a little bit in Doylestown, PA. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about. She mentioned Zipperhead, which yep. I didn't know was a real place until yeah. I met her. Yeah, there's totally. a town called Zipperhead. No, 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 no the record, record store. store. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. That, I've never been. Punk, to punk rock girl. It's mentioned in punk. Oh, punk rock girl. One time a day, I took a. You know what? You know what else is interesting? A little Dead Milkman tidbit. Uh, Supposedly, one of their songs mentions John Worcester, who was like a young, because he's from Philly too, I think. And uh, if you don't know who John Worcester yeah, yeah. is, he's the drummer of Super Chunk and a bunch of other people. He's played with R.E.M. but And he's a great drummer, but like he's also, in my opinion, like one of the funniest people on the planet. And yeah. he calls into, just to give a little expose, people don't know, the best show. I, I, from I, you. I, I'm, I'm willing to bet that anybody every, who's hearing this, that everyone who's <laughs> everyone that I brought to the table for this podcast yeah. is familiar with the best. Okay, you. look at you. He has he has great faith in you people. He's, <laughs> he's, I, I, if, if, if you don't know the best show on WFMU, then you need to get acquainted with that. Just go to your internet computer box. And if your store don't got WFMU, then your right. store could use some fixing. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Exactly right. But when you know, as you guys obviously know, John Worcester. You know, is a musician, but he's friends with Tom Sharpley and the DJ, and he yep. calls in in a variety of characters, and they do these long form comedy bits. It's really un, it's unlike it's, I would kind of describe it as kind of similar to Phil Hendry, but yeah, I think Phil Hendry's funny, but it's way cooler and way more out there, you know. And it's I don't know. It's speaking of which, one of his best characters is Philly Boy Roy, who is like this the quintessential Philadelphia. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. It. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. so funny, man. I, I laugh at that shit endlessly. It's just so funny to me. Yeah, that guy's a genius. Genius. It proves to me that musicians can be the best comedians, which no. is, puts a little spark in my <laughs> stuff every day. We actually, we just, we literally just talked about that yesterday. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> about uh, Sharpling Worcester. Best no, show? comedians want to be rock stars. Oh, yeah. Rock stars want to be comedians. It's so true, man. Right. It, I, it, I, I think I am the exception that proves the rule. You don't want to be a musician. Well, I know, I know, my, I know. I can sing, but I can't play any instruments, and I don't. I know that. Have you ever tried? Have you ever tried to play instruments? Uh, a little bit. My my grandfather played piano by ear, but and I have a. I bet that hurt banging his head on the keys. <laughs> hey, well, he had a cauliflower ear because he was a vegetarian. <laughs> uh, no, I just I think that uh, I think the criteria for me is I would sing in an Oingo Boingo cover band. I would sing in a. They might be Giants cover band mm-hmm. or a Devo cover band. Oh, okay. I, I would do that. I would do that because I because I, I see the I know their catalog. I, I know the catalog, and I and I could I can carry it to you. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Well, let's start. Let's start one. Let's start one of all. Let's actually start all three. (laughs) Why not? Why not? not? We've got nothing better to do. They might be. (laughs) They might be diva. They might be boingo. Spuds might be boingo. They might be bougie. What do you guys think about Devo changing the uh, color of their hat to blue for their new uh, their new version? I saw that. Is it is it really a change? Did yeah, change it's like the, it's a it's the a, energy dome. It's a, yeah, I, they are. I hate, to be, hate to be pedantic about it. But <laughs> I'll be that guy again. Uh, I actually Devo's really cool. I mean, no, I know those guys those guys are 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 way like they're they're awesome. They're way ahead of the curve on shit, and yeah, they're still yeah, they, good. I mean, I was listening to some of their new stuff. Dude, they've it's been like, doing it for forty years, yeah. Yeah. and they're and they're on Yo Gabba Gabba, which I watch all the time with my kids, and it's that's just such a great show because it's like, I mean, I enjoy watching that almost as much right, as they right, do, right, which right. very few kids shows can be said about. But uh, yeah, um, I don't know; those guys are just great. They're just it was so ahead of its time. It was so ahead of its time. People don't even recognize how future. I mean, Diva was basically doing postmodern shit like that, like ten years before anybody else. Yeah, you know? yeah. Yeah. Was, yeah, I mean, they're, <clears throat> they've been doing it forever and ever, and and the the more the more I learn about them, the more, the better I like them. Mm-hmm. Um, I was reading somewhere on an interview with uh, Mark Mothersbaugh how just like these little moments that he was describing, like I guess he had really bad eyesight. He still has really bad eyesight, but but they didn't know it when he was a little kid, and when he finally got glasses, because I guess he's an artist too. I mean, he's he's a visual artist as well. But when he finally got glasses, like there was this moment where he realized that the big green blobs around him were trees, and I mean just stuff like that. It's just like it, it, <clears throat> I think that sort of artistic. Um, it gave him a perspective. It gave him a perspective. That yeah. artistic perspective it shaped is, him for life. Yeah, totally, totally. You know, so it's like he he went from seeing these like smears to seeing individual leaves and how they you know blew in the you know the breeze and all that stuff and that kind of stuff is just like I think is, is endlessly fascinating it's learning about artists and their their kind of how they became who they are and yeah the fact that they've been doing you know the fact that they've been having consistently good creative output for 40 years right is crazy yeah and even like they talked they did I don't know if you guys remember but they, a few years ago they did Devo 2.0 where they had a bunch of kids yeah, doing their songs in those in the suits, and I mean, right, it was like, right. I mean, it was just so. Like they say, it was like this. It was like a. It was an art project. Like for them, it wasn't like let's commercialize our thing because it wasn't. I mean, it was really like let's let's like show <clears throat> our music. Let's, let's take this opportunity to show our music to a younger generation in a way they understand. I don't know. I just thought it was kind of cool. You yeah. know. Well, and the fact of the matter is, is, is those guys have made their bank on you know all the soundtrack stuff that they've done and, yeah. and all the you know. Sort of stuff. So, all that Rugrats money. All that Rugrats. Yeah. Seriously, all that Rugrats money. It's like Elfman. It's like Danny Elfman. Uh-huh. It's crazy too. I heard that the two main guys, uh, Mark and Gerald, were both at the Kent State shooting. Yeah. And like at the shooting, like on the ground when yeah, know, yeah, yeah. bullets were flying, and it's like it's kind of weird. I mean, not to get too you know reading too much into it, but it's like that was kind of like the end of the '60s, and like they that's a seminal moment. A seminal moment. Well, that's know? that's what I'm saying. Is stuff like that, stuff like that, that that is I find it fascinating that. That these are the turning points that turn somebody into, you know, someone who makes work that underlines the faults and foibles of society. Yeah, that's and a nice, that that's a nice turn of phrase right Thank there, you Mr. George. On the fly. Oh, words that my kind of. Were you reading that off that screen? <laughs> and I you're looking to. up famous quotes. You have famousquotes.com on you. Distracting me. Yeah, that that's the sort of thing that I find endlessly fascinating. Yeah. Is. Uh, but Diva's awesome. Um, Boingo less so. Boingo. Yeah, I, I, I was, well, 
the weird thing about Boingo is I, I remember when I was growing up in Reseda and um, they used to play the country club um, on Etiwanda and, and Sherman Way all the time. Danny Elfman's still in the band? Well, the band's broke up. I mean, at that point. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is when they were big. It was right when they switched over from Mystic Knights of the Oingo Boingo to being Oingo Boingo. Um, so oh, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't even They were this. a cabaret act. Oh, okay. Like Forbidden okay. Zone, the movie Forbidden Zone. Um, Danny Elfman's brother actually formed the band. And then they did this, like, cabaret act where they did old-fashioned, like, that's why they're such, that's why they have such a big horn section. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they were basically, like, a, a small, big band. And they did, like, Cab Calloway songs, and they did all kinds of stuff like that. No, a medium band. Right, a medium band. Exactly. <laughs> a big band for the time. Yeah. But, uh, especially considering, you know, it was, like, kind of a pseudo rock band. But, mm-hmm. but they did all this cabaret stuff, and then in, you know, the late 70s, they switched over and were a new wave slash punk band. But they used to play the country club all the time. And I can remember walking by the country club and going, Boingo, Boingo, what a stupid name. <laughs> and, you, and you were right. And I was totally right, but but they were an awesome band. Yeah. I, but, but eventually I listened to them, and I, I uh, they're, they're one of my favorite bands. But they don't hold up as well or have as much depth, I think, in a lot of their music. It's, Say Keisha. Yeah. <laughs> Keisha's bad. All right. Let's talk about Keisha. I heard, that, I heard that there was a photo. <laughs> this is probably old news by the time anybody hears this, but I heard there was a photo of her with semen on her or something today that was re- revealed. Have you guys heard anything about that? Well, I try not to talk about my love life. <laughs> um, I don't really know anything about Keisha. She seems pretty mediocre to me. I'm, I love Lady Gaga. Here's, yeah, Lady Gaga is great. This is my problem with Keisha. Keisha and Lady Gaga are like a year apart right? in, in age. And Lady Gaga... Wow, is that... That's crazy. That's Lady crazy. Gaga is doing, like, Madonna-style stuff. She's like, beyond, and she's even beyond it. And I'm a Madonna fan. Oh, don't no. get me, I love Madonna, but, like, man... I don't know, Lady Gaga, I, I don't like when people, a lot of people just kind of write her off, like, oh, look at her, she's dumb. I just feel like there's no, something deeper going on. I think, I'm a, I think a lot of people she's do. She's a performance they, artist. They think she sucks. Like, Lady Gaga no, sucks. She's, she's everything's wrong with music. I think she's everything that's right with pop music right Her now. music is awesome. Yeah. And if she's, you take, if you take, she's interesting. You take like away you said, the kooky performance aspect of it. Which even, that is cool. I mean, that's yeah. not my thing. Like, people always make such a big deal out of her image. The first thing I, my exposure, I didn't know what she looked like. I didn't know if she was white or black. I just heard poker face in the movie and I was like this song is fucking great I had heard of Lady Gaga I had heard of Lady Gaga and I was totally the dismissive like stupid Lady Gaga Yeah. and I heard of all places I heard poker face on best week ever they used it as the bumpers on best Uh week ever and I was like what's that song it sounds awesome and then I like I did some poking around no pun intended and I found out it was Lady Gaga I'm like (laughs) alright you guys you mean let me get this straight you had to have sex with somebody to find out I did some poking around that's how I, that's how I Oh, gee. You, you rascal. And he was wearing his poking face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> your, your, your poking face. face. <laughs> poke, poke. What I like about Lady Gaga is she walks the walk and talks as far as... She walks the walk as opposed to just talking to talk as far as advocating for gay rights, yeah. the LGBT community, um, marriage equality. I mean, she's gone out there and she is said like explicitly like these are my people these are yeah this community has supported me more than any other mm-hmm. i mean she doesn't have to do that she's she's she's, got, she's the real deal that's, that's yeah. what it comes down no, to and she's, musically she's because yes yeah. and as a person too like i just kind of I, you know, I read interviews with her like i'm just like this just i can't believe she's fucking 24 man. that's what i'm saying depressing. that's what i'm saying isn't depressing it's not it's older. you know it's inspiring to me <laughs> it is inspiring to me i'm at a point now where i'm like man that is just inspiring that somebody that young is so yeah, yeah, in touch with sure. the muse. That's know? the that's the thing is that's that's the whole Keisha comparison is 
is on one hand you have Lady Gaga who's obviously making art, you know, both, both visually and musically, and Keisha who's doing the usual meat grinder of here's a song, I'll kind of show my tits, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know, it's just like, it's totally like, we've had so many Britney Spears clones and variations you know, she's there's, not, the there's nothing provocative or sexy about no, about a young girl who's like trying to show off her body. Now. I mean, it's like we, it's like nothing. Sh- it's it's beyond that now. With I mean, you can't. I mean, you can't be sexy cliche. just by showing it's being cliche. a slut. It's it's done. Yeah, you know? it's totally cliche. I'm not. I'm not against it. I, I mean, if, if Keisha walked out here right now and you know, she may very well be a really nice person. Yeah, if she wanted to make, but I don't think so. Frost <laughs> Keisha. I mean, <laughs> Frost Keisha. <laughs> if David Frost is still alive, I mean, this could happen. Do you remember when Keisha resigned and she waved goodbye and got right, right, in a right. helicopter? <laughs> right, totally, totally. I still think she's a crook, though. <laughs> you won't have Keisha to pick her up. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember when Keisha made Elvis a DEA agent? <laughs> That's right. Kung Fu Elvis. Dude, he knew Kung Fu karate. Do you remember when Cynthia Keisha came out of the closet? <laughs> I'll never forget that day. She's not related, is she? Uh, I don't know. Is she a lesbian? Uh, <laughs> Keisha? Yeah. yeah. Um, she's probably know. bisexual in a boring sort of She's thing. bisexual in the S is a dollar sign. Yes. <laughs> yeah. She's probably bisexual in the I get kind of drunk and make out with chicks sort of way. Right. Or in the, uh, is there a camera rolling? Let's yeah. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, real, yeah. Let's smooch. The real lesbians call those girls hasbians. Hasbians? Well, isn't that when you were a lesbian and you decided you were, because you were. It's like straight edge. If you're not lesbian right. now, you never were. You got to be it for life. I watched the L word. I know what I'm talking about. Yeah, okay. you, you, the L word. That's that's like a few years old now, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's a good show. You like it? I yeah, well, okay. Let me put it. This he way. hates lesbians, dude. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've dated plenty. Um, <laughs> well, they were lesbians after they dated you. Somewhere before, somewhere after. They hit the pinnacle and had to go somewhere from there. <laughs> um, that show. Has really good acting, really good cinematography. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, the, ri- the writing sometimes leaves things to be desired, but any <clears throat> episodic series like where more scissoring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, don't get me wrong. The plots, the story, <laughs> the awesome. They had a habit of when they, they came it. back from a hiatus <laughs> and they start the new season. They lost some actresses to contract negotiations. Right, right. Here and there, and people get written out in the dumbest ways. You know, <laughs> I'm so sorry to hear about Mary and that dumpster fire. Right, exactly. So, Who'd have thought? Like, it seemed to have a habit of resetting the whole universe with that <laughs> season. Is there an L word universe? There is an L word universe. <laughs> I'll, I'll have to look this up on L word Pedia. I'm, I'm, I'm willing to go on a limb and predict there's more attractive lesbians in the L word universe than there are in, in our universe. Yes, it is an alternate universe where, where their lipstick lesbians are, are much more prevalent. There, but the really cool thing about did they this hire show, any? Did they hire any like five foot four, like two hundred and fifty pound, <laughs> like flannel wearing diesel dykes for that show? Um, yes, they, the they were not services. They just weren't acting recurring characters. I'll tell you right now, they never did that. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the awesome thing, though. You might not know this, um, but you'll. I will know it afterwards. You'll be like, whoa. Um, are you familiar at all with the like the East Bay punk scene, like Lats and Filth and those bands? You mean like Gilman Street? Yeah, uh, a little bit. So there was a band called the Grups, and Daniela C was in that band, and she was also in a band uh, with Anna Joy from Blats. It was called Cipher in the Snow. She's like a major 
she played uh, Moira slash Max, who's a, a woman, uh, a trans man, on the L Word. Like, so she's like punk rocker. Mm-hmm. Like, she's from that scene. And like she, a Victor Victoria. Yeah. And she... But is she good looking? Does it matter? Mm-hmm. No, it matters only because... Only because... If she's going to get scissored, she better be good looking. <clears throat> yeah, well, first off, A. No, I'm just saying, because we were talking about, do they hire people who are, you know... Most of the lesbians I know are average and attractiveness, just like most of the street. You know what, though? That's, yeah. that's true of Hollywood I'm just in, in general. But, 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 people on yeah. TV, straight, gay, whatever, are always going to be more attractive that's, than I people. dispute that to the end of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Two words for you, my friend, refute your argument. Dennis Franz! Dennis Franz, my friend! <laughs> <laughs> but I just thought that was really cool that somebody from that scene, like... Was on the show. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And it sounds like you're familiar with it. So um, I lived in San Francisco for a long time, and I lived in Berkeley for a long time too. Yeah. I would not about a long time, but I was up in that area for about ten years, and Berkeley was part of it. Uh, a, an ill-advised decision to move to Richmond was a part of it early <laughs> on. Um, but I, I was never much of a punker. But you know, I know that I know. The, yeah, I know you hung out in Gilman. I've been there once. Yeah. Which show did you see? Um, I don't even know. Yeah. Probably like the best one that like everybody talks about they were at. Right. Also, like, in, you were at that like, awesome hey, Yeah, I was at the big one, yeah. My wife was, was at that show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she was in that, for that scene. She was there the night Green Day showed up, like, you know, post uh, Dookie. Oh, after they'd made it. Yeah, and they yeah. like snuck up on the stage and played one night until yeah. the the people were like, pulled the plug, basically, because you're not allowed to be on a major label and play Gilman. Wow, that's hardcore. Yeah. Not allowed. Well, that's not a Certainly, problem anymore because yeah. nobody's on a major label. Business is in the shitter. Yeah. It's now everybody's in that in the same boat. I just I love all the arbitrary rules that were made up against like corporate rock in those days. Now it's all just irrelevant now because everybody's. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't know how familiar you guys are with the music industry, but it's like it's just a much deserved collapse, you know. And it's like it yeah. kind of sucks in some ways for as a musician because you know your opportunities for generating income are in some ways I wouldn't even say lim- more limited. Well, you, can now, no longer, change. you can no longer hit the lottery. You can't, but at the same time, mm-hmm. I have a friend who uh, is a uh, did a novelty song. Like, are you guys familiar with that song "Shoes"? Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. But yeah, yeah. The guy who does that, uh, Liam Sullivan. The character's named Kelly, but Liam Sullivan's a friend of mine, and he just you know recorded that on his own, put it out himself, and like it, it is, it was. He was the best-selling independent artist of 2006, based on. He had an album based on that one song, right? right, right because right. It, it just completely was a viral video without any support, and he made a you know I don't know well, the overhead is exact zero. Numbers. The overhead is yeah, literally yeah, zero, yeah. and I mean he made a ridiculous amount of money, which is cool. Yeah, which is cool. And, uh, yeah, but uh, you can no longer hit the lottery like the big big ticket record label, right? Right. But certainly there's opportunities. Yeah, and I mean I think you just it's more about it's just getting down to what's real now. You know, it's like. You got to make a real connection with people. You can't oh, yeah. shove shit down people's throats. People don't have time for it. You know, there's some nobody's going to be listening to the radio or, uh, you know, what what should By I? By the way, you to? have to listen to this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> they already are. Please listen to the podcast. Please, please. They made it this far. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> we love. We kid. We kid because we love. Um. That's yeah. what's interesting about comedy <clears throat> death ray radio because I love that show. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it, it's just fan fucking tastic. Yeah, every week. I mean, sometimes it falls in its face, but I mean, that's what I don't think it falls in. It doesn't. That they, much. they always say because those guys are. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. Scott Ackerman to me is so <clears throat> funny, man. That guy's just like he—he's the king of taking something that's completely awkward 
and yes. making it hilarious. I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah, I just think yeah. he's great. And you're one of the few musical acts who appeared, uh, whose music has appeared on that show without being mocked. <laughs> That's true. And I've also got they played my plug song. Yeah, I did a plug song, and they were, you know, they had kind words to say about it. I appreciated it. I think Scott played my song because I uh, begged him abjectly. Well, actually, that's kind of Liam <laughs> Sullivan we were talking about. He'd mentioned on the air once that he was trying to get in touch with. He's like, he played shoes, and he's like, "Do we know this guy? I want to get in touch with him." Like, so I wrote him. I'm I like, can Here, help you. Here's his number, or whatever, and so, and then like the next week, I saw him at a uh, Tenacious D show mm-hmm. at the Actors Gang. Uh, down in, I guess Culver City or Santa Monica, and uh, I just walked right up to him like, "Hey, I'm the guy." Uh, Here's my CD, and so you know, kindly enough. I, I, I've interacted with Scott like twice in my life. Mm-hmm. He seems like a nice guy, but I like BJ then. I've never <laughs> met him. BJ uh, graduated from Saguaro High School in Scottsdale, Arizona. That's probably why I like him. Why it's Arizona people? Not at all white. They're racist there, though, aren't they? I think they are all racist. <laughs> You're racist, right? Uh, <laughs> are you from Arizona? I'm from Phoenix, and there's a racist uh, is days long. There's Phoenix, a Arizona. enclave of like. Uh, a few hundred really cool people live downtown and in the college town, Tempe, Arizona, and then yeah, the rest of the state is just red, very wow. red. We get some. Com- so it's commie. Yes, <laughs> it's like red dawn. <laughs> the commies took to gold Boring. there, which I just watched. Tiva grabbed it. I saw a reference to it in Hot Tub Time Machine, having just finally watched that the other night. I need to watch that. Red <laughs> dawn holds up. Red, red dawn. dawn. I really like that. You know what? You know what? I was gonna I was gonna try and, and, and equivocate, but I'm not going to. It does. It does. It holds up for for a lot of the wrong reasons, but it's still. <laughs> I still. But it's kind of like I mean, obviously, because you still distrust the Russians. Or well, that's the thing is, you no. Know, I mean, I think the core story holds up, even though that it's kind of like, you know, the Soviet Union has a bad wheat harvest, and the Nicaraguans and the Mexicans and the Cubans invade. And managed to push their way all the way up. Is that what the premise is? Oh, yeah. I told, This is the thing. Is I just remembered they went around shooting things. Up. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I mean, it's... I remember being scared shitless. It's too, John Milius. Being so young, I'm just being like, oh, my God, does this really happen? You know? Yeah, totally. It's it's John Milius, so... It, what, who is that? The director? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what uh, else did he... Is he the guy who did First Blood? He did... He's Milius has done Conan. Um, he did... Uh, he might have done First Blood. Um, Manchurian Candidate. Kramer versus Kramer. No. I'm making all this up. Citizen Kane. Tootsie. Tootsie. Victor Victoria. Frost Nixon. Frost Nixon. Frost Keisha. (laughs) Frost Froggy. Sex in the City. (laughs) Sex in the City 2. (laughs) Sex in the City 2, the horror return. But but, he's he's done a lot of... um, uh, Like his... It's it's kind of, you know, it's it's maudlin and and kind of... uh, What's the word I'm looking for? More broad, it's broad, <laughs> you know, but but it's it's still pretty good. Yeah. And I mean, as a as a built on Solomon, it's uh, you know, it's <laughs> it's uh, you know, I think it's interesting. Yeah, the characters are interesting, and they're not particularly cardboard cutouts. Although there are points where it's totally like when they're hitting the you know they're hitting the the exact notes. It's very on on note as far as that goes, but. I'd forgotten Harry Dean Stanton was in it. Mm-hmm. Um, he's awesome. Harry he's Tom awesome. In, yeah, yeah, he's awesome in, in everything, and he's always looked like he's eighty years old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, he is eighty years old now, but he's looked eighty years old for like four. Yeah. Years. Have you yeah. seen guys seen him on Big Love at all? Yes. No. Yes. Big Love's a great show. Yes. Um, most of the time. Ooh, burn. <laughs> big, no, big. You know what? Big Love is 
one step away from True Blood. If if True Blood wasn't on the air, you're right. You're right. True Blood wasn't in the air. Big Love would be the best show that I, the worst show that I like. <laughs> well, you, you, I heard you talking about True Blood on the other episode, and and, and I if, if, I've only if, seen like five minutes of it, and I literally like it was on in the background, and I was listening to it, and I I, did, I knew the premise, and I knew the whole story, but and I heard so many people say they love it, and I just heard like five minutes of dialogue. I'm like, what is this? Is horrible. Yeah, this is horrible. written so badly, and I'm not Dude. a. I mean, it was like be- below a bad episode of Law and Order. It you know. is horrible, horrible, and it, and and it's strangely compelling. It's so stupid, yeah. and it's strangely compelling. I think because it's a great idea. And I know it's a great idea. I do. Okay, <laughs> I'll concede that you are best. Let's say it has it has prom- promise. There's a there's, yeah. It's a good it's a good premise. It's I, a premise I, of promise. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I guess it's an okay idea, but they don't they don't explore any of the things that are sophisticated about it. It mm-hmm. ends up being about tits and blood. It's it's kind of like I don't know. It's it's really hard to describe how it just. I would watch. I would watch like twenty hours of True Blood to, to an hour of Law and Order. Mm-hmm. But but actually, what was killing me was we watched a, a Law and Order Criminal Intent, and I guess they just fired officially let Vincent D'Onofrio and really yeah, at the beginning of the season. Yeah, my wife is a huge fan, so I'm a I'm yes a little bit of the new beginning of the season inside knowledge. So, but but I watched a Vincent D'Onofrio episode, and I'm like. He's just a bag of twitches at this point. Yeah. It's like whoever's writing. When he it, first started, it was he was kind of compelling. He and was then, a compelling character, yeah. and now it's just totally. He got like, sick of it. It was like he's an actor. He's like a good actor, and he's like, I'm not going to keep playing the same hack shit after year after year. I mean, he got sick of it. And I think he just is true enough to. I'm, I'm not trying to defend his integrity, but I think he just was really like, I can't bring anything else to the show. You know. Well, I also think that the writers are just writing him as a bag of twitches. Mm-hmm. That's you know, true. it's yeah, it's true. like. Because I remember, like, going, oh, it, this is okay. Because then when they brought Chris Knopf on, and mm-hmm. Luth or Mr. Big or whatever his name is. Callback. It's like someone saying, I know one character. <laughs> um, I think he's supposed to have a large penis, right? Is that what my name is, Mr. Big? Uh, I think it's his last. I think he's actually just such a huge fan of that 80s metal Hiram Bigman. <laughs> what was their song? Uh, I'm the one who wants That's to. Right. With you, um, the drummer played a lighter during the video. I remember because it was nothing for else for him to do. Nice. Um, he but, lit the lighter on beat. But when they brought those two in, I was totally bummed. And then when they brought Goldblum in, I was like, "This show is going to be awesome." My wife is so fucking crazy about that show now. She's like, "How come I never knew how I amazing Jeff Goldblum was?" Really? She talks like that too. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> she just thinks he's great. She thinks he's like. The I, best think thing he ever on I think he is great on the show. I think he is great. In yeah. real life, he's probably a douche. But. His, hair, his hair looks a little fake for me, and I don't know if it's maybe the way they comb it. I don't know what his hair situation is. I, but well, I think he's always had like kind of a greasy head of hair. Yeah, but, but it's it gotten more, like it's, it's it's like gotten more uh, Leopold Stravinsky, uh, <laughs> you know, like extra gel back kind of... Um, uh, in, in I noticed his hair was kind of funky looking. It is weird. Just look, look at the hairline next time it's on and just see. Tell me it doesn't look a little but, processed or something. But at some point in every show, I have a flashback to him and Buckaroo Banzai. Like, 30 days have September. April, June, and November. All of us have 31. You know, the whole like <laughs> fight figuring out yeah, the yeah. War of the World thing. Every single episode. With that, with that look at his eye, point, the furrowed brow. At, at, every episode, at some point, I have that flashback and I have to stop it and do that, and it drives two straights. <laughs> She's got to get the remote control away from you. No! <laughs> My memories of him are from The Fly and from The Great White Hype, which was the boxing movie. Right. Ah, never yeah, saw it. Never saw it. It's, it's, it's I never good. saw The Fly either. I've heard good things about it. Yeah. I don't remember it. 
four horror movies. Oh, and of course, um, he was in the British. There was a British comedy he was in. Uh, it's with Neil and I, of course. It was. Uh, I remember the tall guy. I think it was called. Okay. Which I don't know. I remember liking did it a lot. Do, I don't remember do, anything do, about it though. You mean a movie? It was a movie, like yeah, from yeah, the yeah, 80s. yeah, the tall, the tall guy. Yeah. Was, yeah, I just remember liking it at the time. Well, he was in that one. Um, what was the other one he was in? Where he it was like it was like an adventure thing. The Life Aquatic. Steve Fizzy, yeah. Yeah. Was, was he, he in that? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He plays the new husband. Oh, of right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bill Murray's. No, no, no. I'm thinking earlier, earlier than that, though. Oh, Jurassic Park. No. <laughs> earlier than that. No, like, uh, when, like, it was a screwball. Jurassic Park, the prequel. He was in Vibes with Cindy Lauper. He was in Vibes with Cindy Lauper. There's a there. hole in my heart, and it, all the way to China. Is that the I song from that? Yeah. I love uh, Cindy Lauper. So Cindy Lauper was talking about this movie? before. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's it's part of her abortive acting career. <laughs> what an appropriate term! I actually met her once. My band in San Francisco, we played a when they did the opening of the Virgin Mega Store. Like we were playing, and, and she was playing too after us. And it was she was super nice. Um, I think she might be a lesbian. That'd be a good spoiler win. alert. Any That'd be dudes a good win wanting... for that team? Yeah, it is know. a win. Yeah, I don't know. Why? In my mind, girls not. just want to have fun. That's right. You read between the lines. Time after time, <laughs> the time is the vagina, and then there's another the other time. <laughs> True colors, scissoring, True. shining through. <laughs> Her album, scissoring. <laughs> oh yeah, we forgot that. Uh, the, duet <laughs> with, the duet with Katie Lang. <laughs> well, Katie Lang's a dude. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, it's Katie Lang. Oh. Catherine Lang. Damn it. Um, it's actually Katie Liang. She's Chinese. She changed yeah. it to uh, uh, Independence She's not Day. a donkey. No, Independence Day. <laughs> Independence Day. Uh, oh, he was in Earth Girls Are Easy, too. The Never tall guy. Oh, the tall guy. He was I tall guy. love Julie Brown. She... Downtown Julie Brown? Or no. Black... Oh, okay, the other Julie Brown. Wait, which one is... I thought Julie Brown. Oh, downtown downtown Julie Brown is the... Uh... Ju- Homecoming Queen has a gun, Julie Brown. Yes. yes. Oh, yeah. she is... Oh, I love her. She's brilliant. I think you can be in one of two camps. You're either a Julie Brown man or uh, a downtown Julie Brown. Or, <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going to say a, I was going to say a Judy Tenuta man. <laughs> We're all Judy Tenuta men. We should start a, an Oingo Boingo tribute band called the Judy Judy Tenuta men. And we can wear and tra- play only and play only the uh, songs that have accordion. We can wear traffic cones on our head, which means remember psychedelic witches underground. My favorite Judy Tenuta joke. I don't know that joke. Yeah. Uh, could you repeat it? Verbatim on the air. She says that traffic cones indicate psychedelic witches buried underground. Wow, looks like a witch hat. Classic Tanuda. <laughs> and then she probably yelled "pig." <laughs> Do you think Tanuda and Emo Phillips ever hooked up? Do they totally. Have to they totally had. To <laughs> yeah. And you know when Carrot Top first came out, he was like trying to get in with those guys. He was like, Tenuta. I think he's their love child. <laughs> he might be. <laughs> He's a muscular, <laughs> extremely strange-looking love child. Maybe it was the tall guy that was that. Was he the? Oh, t- into the night. It was into the night. Into the night. Okay, was the movie I was. Uh, was he the titular character in the tall guy? <laughs> I love using the word titular. <laughs> titular. He is six four and a half. Yeah, which was that weird, last half which was makes weird. The we were watching. We were watching Law and Order: Criminal Intent, and there was like a rare scene. Like, unless someone was like on Apple boxes, everyone in that scene was like at least five ten or tall. Because <laughs> you know, usually it's like you get these dudes that actors are like you know five four. Or right. Um, that was interesting. <laughs> that was a digression. We cut that out in editing. Uh, the whole show is a digression. Yeah. Um. Let's talk about your my endeavors. I want to ask you about reggae. Oh, okay. I want to ask you about 
how deep your interest in reggae goes. I don't know, man. I when I'm high, I love reggae, good reggae. If I'm not, I have no use for it. <laughs> I think that's one of the things that, that pot does. I think yeah. it's, it's tailor made for reggae. reggae. Yeah. I was, I was having... Dry mouth paranoia munchies <laughs> reggae. Are you a big reggae person? I I like it okay. I um a good friend of mine uh, is really into dub music. I like dub. I do yeah. like I do like dub probably you know, well, old school reggae. Like I like actually like sixties and seventies Jamaican music in general. It's all kind of maybe a lot of it's not. It's more like pop reggae. But there's mm-hmm. I got this uh, box set like the history of Jamaican music and oh that's awesome. Sixties and the seventies stuff. It's like it's basically the greatest hits of all the indigenous music for the whole era. Like here's yeah. the here's the twenty best songs for these ten years. And yeah. it's it's just great, man. Well, I, mean, I think reggae is an because because we used to go to a friend of mine and I used to go to Bob Marley days in, in, in Long Beach all the time. I've been to Ziggy Marley days. <laughs> I've been to Ziggy days, and it's just. Not I've been fun to Dan Marley days. <laughs> Who's that? Phoenix Suns. Oh. Ziggy Ziggy days are not fun at all. No, They're just no, no. Everyone, everyone has a little rain cloud over them. They just turn into a fat little doobie. <laughs> um, I think reggae is like reggae as an institution is just craptabulous. You know, what do you, you mean? When you get a bunch of white people going oh, yeah. to reggae shows. Yeah. Like Bob Marley days was fun to a certain point and then it was just like I, it made me hate reggae. Yeah. Like modern, the modern iteration. It's, it's, it's California like, white people reggae. Yeah, it's like the uh, the character on the, the, the uh, Lonely Island have you ever seen the Lonely Island video where it's like the, the college? Oh, Andy Samberg. Yes, yeah, yes, 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 yes. Like, being <laughs> that's lost? the guy. That's over. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's the guy we all hate. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And that's kind of the, yeah, the Cracker Stafarian. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's what I call them. And it's, it's, that's, Really Especially the ones who start actually getting into the religion. I mean, give me a break. Rastafarianism as a religion is if it's is as ridiculous, if not more so, than Scientology or any branch of Christianity. But it's weirdness, le- but, but it's a lot more easily explainable because they were fucking high. Yeah, they were high. Then where does the homophobia come from? Where does <laughs> where does this like extreme homophobia? That, like, that, like I don't know if you heard about this. Like modern reggae music, like uh, dancehall stuff. There's like serious because they're all Rastas. They're hardcore Rastas, and there's like serious homophobia, and they have like. You know, gay bashing lyrics, like all this hmm. controversial shit. Did not know that. Yeah. Well, probably because it's you know a male dominated culture. Yeah, but it's like Bob Marley might have had those opinions, but he kind of kept them to himself. <laughs> he didn't write songs about like maybe it's a know. reflection of of changing modern social mores. It's definitely a reflection of how shitty reggae's gotten. <laughs> oh, right, right. So I didn't realize it's like it's like the skinhead equivalent. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's like with a cool like yeah. These guys are beat. Well, yeah. definitely. I mean. If you you draw the lines between reggae and ska, and and yes, there's I mean skinheads are it's a part of it, yeah, yeah, part totally, of the ska totally. scene, totally. Yeah. which is so weird. Yeah, I when I used to be a racist, I was way into no doubt, but <laughs> you know, there's nothing I like better than like lynching to to ex girlfriend. <laughs> I mean that is spiderweb is is actually code for nooses. <laughs> I wow! I know two no doubt songs. <laughs> I do know more than that. Um, that I actually kind of oh, like just a girl. Yeah, just a girl. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, don't speak. Don't, don't speak. speak. Oh, my heartstrings. Doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, because she was on the cover of Rolling Stone, and the other guys weren't. It's just like you morons. You just made a million dollars. There's a hot chick. They want to put her on the Rolling Stone. Stone. Get over yourself, Rolling buddy. <laughs> I, I uh, had a conversation with my brother-in-law, my wife's brother. He was doing a paper for one of his like music history classes, and he was uh, tackling the topic of how reggae and Rastafarianism 
what impacts they've had on pop culture mm-hmm. in the U.S. And I have to think that it's um, given us a lot as far as the the marijuana culture. Oh hell as yes! As far as the the um, vernacular. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I and I agree. Box, I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good one. <laughs> uh, you know, actually, I brought um, CDs of some of my songs for you guys. Uh, oh yeah, I'll ceremoniously hand them out Ooh, while we're recording. Thank you. Just like a little sampler. Here, I'll, I'll drag them across the microphone. <laughs> How does it sound, people? Sounds great. <laughs> um, just a few of the songs I've recorded recently. I'm putting out a new album. I've got a bunch of stuff on iTunes now, but. I'm, I'm pulling it off soon, so if you want to get it, you better buy it now. Um, I'm re-releasing my album with – I got kind of like a record deal. And, uh, oh, cool. With, Congratulations. Uh, thank you. It's – it's. Uh, I don't want to get too many of the details. It's not like a great record deal like, hey, here's How much you making on that? Yeah, exactly. Um, it's with this company called New Wave Dynamics, and it's a, a division of uh, – this guy Barry Katz, who I've never met, but he's – it's kind of a big time comedy manager. I think he yeah, manages yeah, yeah. Dan Cook and maybe George Lopez, a few people – Whitney Cummings – Oh, but Dan Cook's like a big that, I've heard his name. Right. Yeah, and he has like this kind of like huge, huge company, and they uh, are starting a record label. Is he a Jew? Of, uh, I think so. <laughs> I think so. Uh, I, I think everybody, uh, from my visits to this office, in all honesty, everybody at this office is either like Jewish dudes or ridiculously hot women, some of whom may be Jewish. <laughs> but that's pretty much my experience at every every uh, every business meeting I've ever had in Los Angeles. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, <laughs> I don't blame them one bit for their hiring practices. No, uh-uh. Why not? Why not? <laughs> Except for Dov Charney. Dov Charney's the one dude that I blame. Is he the American Apparel? Yes. Oh man, he's a he's a cracker. He is right? like he is like the. Did you see the American Apparel billboard in my neighborhood? Uh, yes, I did. Yeah, yes, I did. Weird. Yeah, that is weird. This weird billboard. His stuff—it's like above my house. It's like they really need to pull the trigger and just make a complete fetish site. Does he? Um, <laughs> does he take the pictures too? I, he may very well in a creepy, creepy. He's way. probably standing in a corner in a for trench coat. Or the the yeah, yeah. I wonder how much of that is just like an image stunt that he's trying to pull, the, or how much of it's like. I don't know, man. I don't know. I've never. It met seems like he's either. committed to the character. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he gets points for that for sure. Yeah, allegedly. I don't know, though. I mean, their, their whole vibe, I mean, I know they've gone so mainstream, but, like, I remember when American Apparel first came out, I was way into it, because it was just, there was something about the simplicity of it, and just, like, the whole approach. Yeah. Just yeah. the look and everything. I just was like, I love this. It's so simple. And, but the truth is, their, their shit runs a little small for me. Like, I mean... Yeah, that's... Really, <laughs> I'm just that's, like, I'd love to wear that stuff, but why can't you just make it a little bit bigger, you know? My, my, problem, is, my problem is, is I need, I need big and tall. Uh-huh. That's my problem with clothes, and they do not do that. They, they do run small. And American Apparel, big and tall. Big and tall. They need to make Calvin Klein big and tall. Yeah. And so when you shop for women's clothes, do you go to Lane Bryant then? That's Lane Giant, yeah. Lane Giant. <laughs> Did you just think of that? No, I actually thought about it a while ago. You should have said You know, yeah, Eli has a song. I'm like the master of the segue. Oh, nice. If you didn't notice. I already noticed. Uh, you, write it around, you write it around the house? <laughs> He's the master. No, he stands upright by the use yeah. of the gyro. Um, it is called... Uh, Fat Searles. I should just look and see. Fat Girls. Fat Girls, yeah. That, that's my biggest Fat Searles on mine. Does it? <laughs> I was about uh, uh, Fat Girls and the video for Fat Girls. It was on uh, Comedy Central's Adam TV. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was... I mean, I I wrote a song called I Like... It's basically I Like Fat Girls. And it's, you know, I, I genuinely have an... Yeah. Is that a high five? Did I miss a high five? Yeah. yeah. It's a genuine thing. I actually am, I'm not attracted to skinny women. I never have been. I just, I like, you know. I'm a face man and everything else is able to. Really? Yeah, totally. Uh, 
No, seriously. That's just kind of funny thing about the, the, the possibilities. <laughs> like a pretty face and, and then the body octopus. of a squid. Yes, <laughs> totally. <laughs> I would have to think, well, I mean, obviously everything needs to be relatively in the right place. <laughs> but if you take your glasses off. I'm not discounting off, it. Hey, if Mark, Mark Mothersbaugh could probably deal with I, anything. <laughs> just, I, I was glad to see what those that flesh-colored blob was. <laughs> What was that flesh-colored blob hanging between my legs? <laughs> um, no, I really... The beak is the problem. Yeah. <laughs> too much beak, honey. Too much beak. <laughs> Back off the beak. No, I really, I really, you know, I like bigger girls, and, like, I just said I read a song about it, and, and, I mean, I went over the top. I mean, it's a comedy song. It's not like a, let me empower... A pain to... Uh, yeah. I, but, I mean, it's sincere, it is sincere, as ridiculous yeah. as it is. And, I mean, it's cool, because, like, a lot of the, I guess what you'd call, like, the BBW community, like, the bigger girls and, like, the networks of... You know, for for those kind of girls who pose, you know, sure. nude or semi nude models. For the I, really, I, I met, I met the, the the woman who did your video. Yeah, for the yeah. audience, BBW, big beautiful, big beautiful women. women, all y'all. What's up? What's up, big beautiful women? Here I am coming at you. I'm a Burbank. Look me up. Huh? Um, <laughs> who was that? Guy? I'm actually married, so don't look me up. You can look. Well, you me look. Up. You look him up and shake his hand. <laughs> yeah, look me up. Yeah, it would be like a rapper. Yo, girl, let me up. And she, I'm in room 236. <laughs> I'm in room 236 of the hotel. She swings by. Maybe you can, like, You can't come in. I'm married. <laughs> oh, is your wife in there? No, she ain't in there. I'm just married. I'm a faithful man. I'm committed. So let's shake hands. Here, let me get you a Pepsi for your ride home. <laughs> <laughs> they got a machine right down the way. <laughs> it's 50 cents. <laughs> Oh, it's seventy five. Sorry, maybe you get <laughs> she, comes, she comes back. She's like, "It's a dollar." Okay, they will, I don't have any more quarters. So, uh, if you give me those quarters back, I'll give you a dollar. These are all crumpy. <laughs> maybe, I, maybe I can smooth it out on the side of the table for you. Very accommodating. That's uh, game, yeah. That's game. Yeah. <laughs> no, but the video. Uh, I just did a video. It's pretty straightforward. You know, I, I found a lovely lady who was willing to do some dancing and whatnot, and she's totally cool. And uh, she's cool. Yeah, and the video, you know, a lot of people dig it. So yeah, I, I mean, it, it. You said it's not intending to be straight faced, you know, fat empowerment, fat right. positive, but FP, the FP community. I do enjoy big uh, fat bottom girls, but they're cool. Yeah, well, that's another one too. I mean, that's you know, this is a novelty song. I mean, but that's kind of a novelty song too, really, when you think about it. So what I'm really saying is that I'm just as much a genius as Freddie Mercury. Did he write that, or did they write that? I don't know. I really don't know. I mean, I know... I, you know... They all four, I do know that all four of those guys wrote in the band, which is pretty amazing. Yeah, totally, know? totally, totally. Like, each... All four, like, I remember looking at the credits on their greatest hits, and, like, on their greatest hits album, each one of the four members, I think, has, like, a song he wrote by himself. Mm -hmm. And it's yeah. one of the ones you know. It's not like the, here, let's put this on to yeah, fill. Right. It's like, oh, wow, oh, every one of them wrote a big hit. We're going to put the greatest hits together. Yeah. You want, we're going to put your song yeah, on. Yeah. Which, which one do you want on there? <laughs> oh, I don't know. They're all so good. Yeah, we couldn't choose hard either. To pick. So. <laughs> Why don't you pick your favorite one? <laughs> and we'll put it as track last. Yeah. <laughs> we'll put it as a hidden track. <laughs> God, no. Uh, a friend of mine who, um, an exotic dancer. Um, oh, that sounds good. Uh, yeah. Uh, they, <laughs> uh, every now and again, and she was uh, a normal sized girl mm -hmm. um, a little bit hippie I think she's she got a booty on her um, and every now and again when I'd go see her uh, they would play back to back <laughs> Sir Mix a lot <laughs> baby got back baby got back and fat bottom girls nice and really back to back but don't she doesn't back she pick her back. own doesn't she pick her own tunes depends on the depends on where she's working oh, okay depends on where she's working the place that uh, uh, she worked at a topless place for a while that um 
you didn't pick your or that you did pick your own songs. And yeah. Then the fully nude place is oh, they, she could pick songs, but but the is that PF Chang's. PF Chang's is yeah. There are they all nude now? Or are they just topless? Uh, I think actually no. You're thinking it's it's a Spanish restaurant because it, it's topless. Oh, t- okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, have you ever been to uh, uh, Jumbo's Clown Room? I have. Diablo Cody works there, eh? Is that right? I know Courtney, Courtney Love, Love worked yeah. there. Maybe yes. I just heard people make jokes about yeah. Diablo Cody working there. I've only been there once. Diablo Cody worked in Portland. Oh, Portland. Yeah. Oh, P- Portland. <laughs> <laughs> if that's not I, how you say it. A strip club called Portland. Portland. Yeah. Portland in Oregon. <laughs> Portland. Uh, I went to Jumbo's Club once before I even moved to LA. I was just out visiting friends and I was like, mm-hmm. you gotta go to Jumbo's. And it was really cool because beers were really cheap and it's free to get in. It's in a mini mall and like the strippers were totally uh-huh. cool. We were just hanging out. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like me and my friend and our wives and these strippers were just hanging out. We would play night. darts with the strippers. Yeah. 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 Uh, last time I was at Jumbo's Clown Room was. It's gotta be fifteen years ago. Wow. Yeah, it's been a long time. It was like a friend's bachelor party and I wonder they, if any of the same girls work there now. I would God, be surprised. I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh Actually they, there's another location called Jumbo's Clown Room, the next generation, and they all go work there. Oh that's not true. It's, yeah, like, it's like the first one Jumbo's Jumbo's Clown fifty plus. It's like the first one with Patrick Stewart. That's right. <laughs> At the, at the, I did the little Picard straightening his uniform. That's, that's <laughs> known as the Picard maneuver. Is that the Picard I'm maneuver? I'm a nerd. You are fucking a nerd. That's just horrible. Who, who decided that was the Picard maneuver, though? A nerd decided. Fellow nerd. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm only a next generation nerd. Really? I liked yeah. that show. That was a good show. Yeah. I reject it. You reject it out mm-hmm. of hand? Yeah, like a splinter coming out of your body and a spray of pus. <laughs> yeah. I do not. No, I don't. No, I, don't. I just... It's one of those things where, where I think... The fact that, well, okay, National Lampoon had, like, this throwaway, like, little story of, this is, like, when Star Trek Two had come out. Mm-hmm. The Wrath of Khan. The Wrath of Khan. If I may be so bold. Mm-hmm. And so they did, like, they did, like, a script for, it was supposedly a preview of, like, Star Trek Six or something. Something ridiculous at the time. You were never going to get to six Star Treks. But um, it was, like, Star Trek Six: The Wrath of the Trout. And it had characters like Farrah Fawcett as the ship's barmaid and Gary Coleman as the ship's patent attorney. The late Gary Coleman was the piece the late Farrah Fawcett. Yeah. But well, that was, they were very... The curse! The curse! Yes. The curse of the, tr- of the wrath of the trout. <laughs> so, but, but it, was like, it was like these ridiculous characters. Yeah. And Next Generation, the sets looked like the interior of a Hilton designed in 1980. They eventually had a ship's barmaid. <laughs> and pretty much came. I mean, in the ship's counselor thing was just kind of like was that was that uh, Deanna Troy Wesley's mom, right? Wesley. No, that was she was the, the doctor. doctor. Oh, okay, the doctor. Okay, McFadden, who runs a theater in Atwater Village now. Oh, does she? Yeah. yeah. Oh, good. Well, Barbara has a stake in it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cheers to but, her. But that, was, but that was. Uh, but that to me, it's like it's like I just had this horrible flashback to. A, a satire of Star <laughs> well, Trek. You, you probably really—it's like it's like they made the satire. Yeah. Well, you probably really hit a deep space nine then, because that was that was like the soap opera version of uh, of Star Trek, if yeah. I remember correctly. <clears throat> yeah, it totally that was a soap opera. Way version. more melodramatic. Yeah. But but I never but but at least they were taking it in another direction. Right. Not just re- trying to recreate the. Right. Uh, it was like. We'll have the Enterprise, but it'll be all swoopy and look like it's got nice cushy seats for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> and our families are coming along. You know, it's like, I'm like, 
What? Speaking of a Hilton, there's the uh, Star Trek experience at the Hilton in Vegas, mm-hmm. which I went to once. was really cool. I'm really not a big Star Trek fan at all. I'm not, I'm not trying to de-nerd myself. It's just that's not the thing I'm nerdy about. But uh, it was cool going there. I mean, it was they kind of recreated that Deep Space yeah. Nine vibe and like the whatever the Borgs and everybody just right. walking around. I'm a Star Trek enthusiast. I wouldn't say I'm a hardcore fan. I enjoy Star Trek, the original series. Then why are you wearing Spock ears, Gene George? This is not my, my, because I got my head caught in a rice pick. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, these are my real ears. Um, but yeah, you know, I'm, I'm an enthusiast. I, I like it fine. I like yeah. it fine. I don't, I'm yeah. not a huge... I like the the Next Generation movies, too, which I know are really unpopular. Oh, yeah, they made a few movies of that, didn't they? Yeah. Um, I just don't particularly care for... I mean, I think all the actors are decent, and the stories are all right, but... Yeah. I think it lacks that there there was that little, you know... It seemed too polished. Did you like the new movie, the the reboot? Oh, uh, yeah. It's... Who did that? That was J.J. Abrams. Abrams. Right. J.J. Abrams. It's a decent science fiction movie, and it's a shitty Star Trek movie. Ooh. I, I, it's, 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 if you're, if you're a fan of Star Trek, I know a lot, and we had this discussion at work where I know some serious Star Trek fans. Yeah. And, and the conclusion is that it's a decent sci-fi movie if you ignore the fact that it's supposed to be a reboot. It doesn't fit into the previous Star Trek universe very well. I haven't seen it, I don't know. Well, it's just, but they, they actually go to the trouble of saying... Oh, this is an alternate, alternate timeline. timeline. Right, right. Which I mean, I don't know if that's necessary. I understand it. Right. I prefer every music I prefer every movie I see to have that little some little bit at the beginning saying this is an alternate timeline for <laughs> everything you know about right. this. Reminds universe. Me, do you remember like in com- did you read comic books much? I didn't. Right? Not really. I maybe like Archie. Because I was so hot for like Veronica and I get Veronica and Betty. You know, uh yeah, there, there's always a Betty or Veronica type. I like them both. Probably, probably Veronica though. I'd go if I. Yeah. She was the mean one, right? The dark haired. The dark haired one. She was a raven haired beauty. She mean. She's the mean one. Yeah. yeah. Some was... people are jugheads, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying, don't. Does that mean? Is that like an insane clown posse? Man? <laughs> oh. <laughs> the jughead alone. <laughs> jughead alone. They were Leave the jughead alone. And those little, uh, what do they call those hats? The. Uh... Well, they're. Yeah. Their their hats, but the but you know that hat has a certain connotation from the time that the Archie comics came out. Like that indicated like juvenile delinquents. Well, right, is that pork pie hat. It's not a pork pie hat, but but it, what it is 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 you take a fedora and yeah. you cut the crown into the, and, and flip the crown up. Yeah, who would do that? Kids, kids who, who <laughs> juvenile delinquents. Kid, kids oh, who would hand me down hats. Yeah. That oh, okay. That okay. Up, you know, me rewalking. Juvie. Yeah, totally. Let's you guys ever go to Juvie? No, my friend went to Juve. Really? Yeah, yeah. What, do you have some tales? No, we've never talked about that. I thought we talked about that. Not on the show. No, because we talked about it to Ron Babcock. I think we talked about when I walked to... Did we talk about that? Tell us the story, Gene. Oh, my friend went to Juve. Well, the story about him going to Juve. No, because I I I talked... Why don't you just make it you? It'll make the story more exciting. Because I I never got caught, man. (laughs) You were too smart to get caught. I was too smart to get caught. Uh, yeah, I was too smart to get caught because when they were doing shit that would get you sent to GB, I'd be like, no, <laughs> I'll pass on that. <laughs> I won't put because barrels on the railroad was... <laughs> tracks. That, that was totally what he got sent to GB for. I won't murder the gym teacher. <laughs> right, obstructing railroad tracks. I was the, definitely wow. the guy who was not in the car the one night that everybody finally got arrested yeah, yeah, in totally. high school. Yeah, that not to, That's not to say I did not do a lot of illegal shit, which most yeah. of them are. I would say all statue of limitations has passed. Let's open up, boys. Let's make this. Let's put everything. Let's put our cards on the table. Oh, good. 
no, I think I talked about when I, when I almost passed out going to that girl's house. Wait, what? Did I talk? Who did I talk? To? Who did I tell that story? Tell the story. Did you? Oh, I know. You know, I told. The, I, I told. I was talking about that. It came up at the party I was at. Oh, um, uh, my were buddy, you guys recording at the party? No, no, no. Then you better tell. Well, the I story. knew. I knew. I just told the story <laughs> before, and I thought it was because Ron was here. But um, uh, no. When I was, I don't know, in tenth or eleventh grade, uh, probably tenth grade, um, my buddy got sent to juvie, and uh, his girlfriend would call me talk and it was one of those totally like wow yeah i've seen i actually saw porno with a very similar plot <laughs> well you won't be disappointed <laughs> no you will be terribly disappointed as i was um so i lived on one side this is, i was living in vegas at the time and i lived on one side of vegas like i lived by sam's town if anyone mm-hmm. knows where that is that's all the way in, and that was like in you know that's like the walmart costco right ass half acre of yeah totally like <laughs> of, of, of vegas and she lived all the way on the other side of town and that's that's a long way. You look at Vegas from from the air or from yeah. like even the ground sometimes because everything's so. And you always spend time on the strip. Yeah. So you're you know never more than five miles away from the end of the yeah. casino. But it takes forever to get across town. It totally does. I did not have a bike. I I was too young to have a car. And we were talking, and my buddy was in juvie, and and, and it came to the point where she's like, "Come on over." I gotta I have like, you. And I was like, "Of course you do." And <laughs> and yeah, an air suave little motherfucker. and uh, and uh, and I'm like, all right, we're gonna do this. So I walked from one end of Vegas to the <laughs> other. It wasn't quite summertime. It was wasn't quite. I think school was still in, and I ditched. And so it was like maybe it was like early June. So, the, but it was still like 104 degrees out. It's a good thing the truant officer didn't catch you. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. Anyway. So I walked, and I almost got sunstroke. <laughs> I drank out of a sprinkler halfway there, <laughs> and that's the only water I drank. When I got to her place, it was still before school let out. I drank from the hose on her porch <laughs> and laid like in the shade of the bushes until she got back. When she got back, she um, uh, a friend of hers showed up before we could make out or anything and totally cock blocked me. But by this point I didn't care because I was starting to get sick. <laughs> and I was so dehydrated. I like I literally was like, I can't walk all the way home. Give me like a buck sixty for the bus. <laughs> so I bumped like a buck sixty off of her. Oh, you were horny. And walked through the bus. <laughs> but I got on the bus. I've 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 never passed out. I, I I had never passed out. This and I, this is kind of like I half passed out. I've, luckily, I was grabbing onto one of the seats while I passed out. So yeah, I kind of pivoted around and landed on the seat. Did you? Were you out cold for like a period of time? Or no, was no, no. It, it was like it was one of those like faint. Yeah, the you know yeah. your vision closes yeah. up and then opens back up. Yeah, wow, that's never happened to me. Yeah, it, it had never happened to me, and it totally. And that's when I realized I'm really fucking. I'm in bad shape yeah. right now. It's <laughs> like like heat exhaustion, like sunstroke. You should have used that as a card. Would have been like, oh, I have sunstroke. The I only cure is a blowjob. I did not care. I did <laughs> not care. It was. Uh, yeah, I wish I'd have. Capitalized you you, you sunstroked that hor- that horniness right out of your little body. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I was. I, did I, you guys I, ever hook up after that? No, he got out of juvie. And then did you ever tell like, him oh, about it? Fuck no. <laughs> did, you ever, did you ever get drunk and then I wish her, I had. Did you ever oh, get drunk man. ten years later and then go to her house and knock on the door? Hey, did you hear? No, I think our folks still live in the same place. Really? You know, there's a killer's album called Sam Town. Sam's Town. Yeah, their their whole deal is don't they name? Well, I know that the new the, the the dude has a solo record now coming out that's also named after 
somewhere in Vegas. And I know they maybe maybe not all their albums, but I know they've had like a couple different songs named after parts of town. Well, Sounds yeah. used to be like the furthest, like casino, yeah, outside like the town. old school one, like that all the old timers went to, right? Yeah, and they had well a lot of old people went there because it was cheap, and they like had an RV park because mm-hmm. it was out on the edge of yeah. town. But uh, but yeah, that's my story. That's my story. I, I did tell this at the party the other day. So um, people who grew up in Vegas, it's, it's kind of fascinating story. to me because Vegas is such a unique place. I mean, it's like this. You know, it's like here's the designated place where we go sin as a country, and, <laughs> right? And it's just it's such, kind a, of, such it's a strange come dumpster, really. Yeah, I mean, and but it's also, I don't gamble at all. But it's like I, and I know a lot of people don't gamble, hate Vegas, and I'm not really into gaudiness. I just, I kind of did go in there. I like it. Just feels like you're stepping into an alternate reality, you know. And it's like yeah. it's just so weird, it's man. An amusement park for adults. Yeah, no, it isn't. Even going, I was just going to say that because a lot of the people I know and, and some members of my family work in. The theme, you know, theme park yeah. and experiential design thing, and that's exactly what it is. It's yeah. experiential design for adults. It's designed for for it to be a fun time. And if they can come up with three more things of the caliber of the Beatles' love, I will go all the time. I thought that was so amazing. Have you ever seen that Beatles' love? No, I haven't. I haven't I've, I'm trying to think of the last show I saw in Vegas. Yeah. Is that your favorite band, the Beatles? Oh man, yeah. I, I mean, I'd have to say the Beatles are just like the be all end all for me. Like it's just, it's really like the the basis point by which all other pop music is judged, you know, I mean, they were just so good. I mean, I think they were so, you know, I, I, I think in music, a lot of stuff is taste. Like, it's like, I like this kind of music. I don't like that kind of music. It's like, I don't think you can not like the Beatles. I mean, you can, but I don't know, man, there's just something so, I don't know. They were like I the archetype like the, I, I, for me. I like a lot of Beatles songs, but mm-hmm. I don't like the Beatles. You don't like this. You're not into this. people. Are you, <laughs> are you a Stones guy? Or are you just not even, uh, you know, music, this is the thing, is music isn't, like, a huge thing for me in a lot of ways. I don't know. It's like, it's not that I don't like music. Yeah. I, just, I just never got into it like a lot of my friends. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, but for a lot did. of my friends, it was totally, like, the be-all, end-all yeah. of their lives. Yeah, it totally was for me, and I assume you too, Brody, to some extent. You know, I, I've come to appreciate the Beatles as an older man now, a mm-hmm. mature man. Now that um, you're 64. Now that you look like one of the pictures from the White Album, Inside Sleeve, with your beard and long hair. I honestly, (laughs) I was more into the monkeys when I was a kid. I like the monkeys too, yeah. Yeah, and then, you know, I got into punk rock and hardcore and then more like indie bands and stuff. And it wasn't until, um, it's actually being with my wife, who's a a huge Beatles fan. Uh Uh-huh. like Hey Jude was a really you know how really, a lot of couples have their song. It's our yeah. song, and like Hey Jude was our song for some reason. It's cool. I almost named my son after Hey Jude. Yeah, I almost named him Hage. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you can subscribe to Shaky Town Radio on iTunes. Simply search for Shaky Town Radio. You can visit our constantly updated blog at shakytownradio.com. Our Facebook fan page link can be found there, or you can simply go to facebook.com/shakytownradio. Our Twitter address is at shakytownradio. Our email address is shakytownradio at gmail.com. You can send us a voicemail at 6666-SHAKE or 6666-74253. That's the same number. Although I did meet a girl last week, um, a comedian named, what's her, her name is Abby. I guess she, she was named after Abby. Abby Rose. something? Her name is Abby something. She's from Portland. She, Portland? Was, she was staying with our mutual acquaintance slash friend, Ed Salazar. I know Ed um, Salazar. Yeah, and uh, she has the Abby Road... In her lower back, she has the uh, them walking across the street from the Abbey Road Album Cover tattoo. That's kind of gilding the lily, isn't it? Yeah, mm-hmm. I was like, I will give you anal sex right now for that alone. But <laughs> I didn't say that out loud, but... As you far just as you did. <laughs> we'll make sure this gets... Uh, <laughs> thank you, thank you. Yeah, you know, I, I mean... 
there are some Beatles songs that are pretty high up on my I like them list, but I don't know. I just I, I it's another one of those things where like cubism, I appreciate their contribution to the over yeah. rock and roll. It, but like cubism, what do you mean? That's the way you are about you feel about rock and roll to music. You, as, like, as well, cubism like, is the painting. Yeah, well, not rock and roll is the music, as cubism is the painting. But like, like I, I get Picasso. I know why yeah. you are a, you know, seminal figure in the art world. Right. And I know why the Beatles, you know, uh, are kind of they're the first band to break out and in and be a world power in you know rock. And they rock. made this sort of like primitive rhythm music into like the super sophisticated. Thing. And also, you know, like well, they, first like, they broke first they broke the primitive rhythm music out, and and then they started doing the more artistic. Yeah, but even their pr- the quote unquote primitive music is remarkably like well crafted. Like it's a different level. We are having an earthquake. Yeah. 